You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. So we have seen as the rapture of the church, Revelation 4.1, come up hither, the church is snatched away, church is not mentioned again to the very end of the book of Revelation. She's gone during the tribulation. For God hath not appointed us, 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, to wrath. God's wrath is never poured out on his children. God does have wrath, and he will pour it out in the tribulation. So last week, we were in the tribulation, and Jesus was teaching that on the mount. There are 21 judgments. We begin with the seal judgments. They looked for someone to open the seal, the scroll. The scroll was always gone, uh, uh, scrolls were kept ownership of property, for example. You would, you would roll it just a seg- segment of whatever was written, and then you'd seal it with the signet of the king or whoever was in charge of rolling that scroll. You'd go an, a, a second uh, layer and you'd seal it again, and the third and the fourth and the fifth sealing it every time. And the seventh time, they looked for everyone, someone to be able to have the title deed to planet Earth. Who has the title deed now? Satan has the title deed. God created it all, He gave it to Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve was to have dominion over the planet. Well, when they sinned, they surrendered it to Satan. That's why 1 John chapter 5, the whole world lies in the hand of the wicked one. Don't blame this mess on God. Now, God's allowing man to do what his will is, and God's allowing man to fulfill what his desires are, but this is not God-generated. It's God-allowed. In the last days, um, perilous time, savage time, 2 Thessalonians 2 Timothy 3, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, proud, boastful, boastful, inventors of evil, uh, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, men burning in their lust with men and women burning this in their lust with women, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. In the last days, man is going to give himself over to every desire of his heart. He'll be filthy, he'll be vile, he'll be nasty, he'll be dirty. But when it's time to take ownership back, they searched, the Bible says in chapter number uh, 4 and 5 of Revelation, who is worthy to open the seals? And they found one worthy to receive honor and glory and majesty and power and dominion forever. And it was Jesus Christ who is worthy to open up the seals. And then we have the sealed judgments in the book of Revelation. They are uh, unbelievable torment. But with the second series, they get more intensified, and the third series, more yet. The first were the sealed judgments and vegetation and land and man and killing and all that goes on. They were, it was terrible. Rivers turned to pollution and blood and uh, the, the atmosphere changing. But then the second 
are a little bit more alarming. They're the trumpet, seven trumpet judgments in the book of Revelation. And trumpets always sounding an alarm. And the alarm gets intensified. And then the vile judgments are the last seven. This is where we're picking it up toward the end, really, of the vile judgment. Vile means a bold judgment, where God is pouring out his wrath upon mankind. Tonight we begin in verse number, verse number 27. Watch it, for as lightning, what is lightning? It's explosions. In this last day, the explosions and all that's going to be happening in these 21 judgments in the, in the, in the sky and, the, and, the, and the, the hail and the fire and the scorpions and all that we see, lightning, it's explosive. Lightning is fast. Lightning is quick. And the Bible, is Jesus saying, as he's teaching them on the mountain, as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth to the west, so shall it be the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus has already come in the clouds. Well, prior to that, he came in Bethlehem, born of a virgin. And then he died, was buried, and ascended on high. He comes back in the rapture, and the Bible says that in 1 Thessalonians 4, in verse number 13 through 17, that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. The trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the clouds. And wherefore shall we ever be with the Lord? Comfort one another with these words. And so as our Lord comes back the second time, this is the, actually the third time, came Bethlehem, it came in the clouds. And now the tribulation is drawing to a close. There needs to be a world war. And he's coming back. And when it comes this time, there'll be lightning, it's explosive, it's fast, it's quick. And the Bible says, in fact, verse number nine, uh, 29, e, what's that first word? Immediately, immediately after the tribulation of those days. What days? The, 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 the seal judgment, the, the trumpet judgments, and now as we're coming to the close of the bowl or the vile judgment, V-I-A-L, vile, that type of word, vile. Vile judgment. Is that how you spell vile? V-I-A-L or V-A-I-L? V-I-V-A? All right, I spelled it wrong. Don't look at me like that. Okay, you, you spell right now. Are you ready? Uh, let's see. Transubstantiation. Huh? I'm not as dumb as I look, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Immediately after those days of tribulation, out of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the heavens shall be shaken. And the Bible says, Jesus is teaching these disciples, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And so all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to another. He's bringing us back with them. Next week, we're going to go to the 1,000 year when we rule and reign with Christ. 
but, but he's coming back. First of all, I want you to turn with me to Revelation 16 to understand this text. Thank you for listening so carefully every week. Uh, um, uh, it, it's an encouragement to see uh, you listening to the Word of God. In chapter 16, we find the seven angels, and they're going to pour out these vials, these, the wrath of God upon the earth. Again, would you understand in verse 1, it's the wrath of God. God's wrath is never poured out on His children. That's why the rapture is so important. And if you folks that believe in the mid-trib, or, and I don't think there would be anybody here, or the post-trib, you, we live through the, uh, the, uh, the uh, tribulation, live through it if you want to. I'm not. I'm, I'm going home to be with the Lord. Chapter 16. In chapter 16, and I heard a vo- great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, those were seven messengers we saw in chapter 1, go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God. Here's the first one. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them went and worshiped the beast. Hold it there. I'll take the time. Hold it right there. We shouldn't go forward because I want to get you to chapter 4, verse 4. But but go back to chapter 13. He said, if they're worshiping the beast, the beast, and they're worshiping him, Notice what it says in chapter 13, verse 4. And they worshiped the dragon. Who's, a, who's the dragon in the Bible? Satan. They worshiped the dragon and gave power to the beast. He had, he, he had an emissary of different beasts, and here's one, the beast, and they worshiped the beast. I, I mentioned last week, what, I don't know what the awards were for movie stars or writers or whatever it was they had this year already, but, but the, the news media was all there. The Hollywood crowd were there. The religious music people were there. And they said it was dedicated to Satan. And they had people, and everything was in red in that big, big hall, and, and red, and horns, and pitchforks, and you name it, all these movie stars. And, and the news media said, we are ready to worship. It was dedicated to Satan. There is more desire for worshiping sin and wickedness and Satan than there is to hear old-time preaching. And here the people of the earth are going to, they wondered at the beast, verse number three, they worship the beast, and and verse eight, and they that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. Look at verse number 12. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and they that dwell there to worship. All this worship, worship. The beast whose deadly wound was healed. I remember, I literally remember the day John F. Kennedy was shot. Some theologians, and I don't believe this is true, some theologians thought he was going to be the beast because of that. He was the first non-Baptist or non-Protestant we ever had as a president. In fact, when he was running against Nixon in 1960, the people kept asking, so you'll be the first Catholic. If you are the Catholic, you have to answer to the Pope. Will the Pope, and it caused great consternation. Well, we have to, will you take your orders from the Pope? And he said, no, I, I'm, I'm a servant of the people. And I think perhaps he meant that, whatever. Well, he was shot and killed, wounded in the head. Well, then, you know, these magazines at the checkout, 
They show them on, own, uh, on the yachts in Greece on a ship. And it's John F. Kennedy. And they said his wound had been healed. Of course, I don't think that's Bible. But it's amazing how we can get off track so very fast. And the Bible says this, and uh, verse, number, verse number 14, he uh, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth with miracles, and they should, uh, an image of the beast. And verse 15, they had power to give life to the image of the beast. And they would cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And it caused all both small and great to receive a mark in the right hand or on the forehead that no man could buy or sell save that he had the mark of the beast and the number. Here's wisdom. Let him understand and count the number of the beast. It's the number of man, which is 666, six score and six, 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 six. Now go to chapter 16 because he's talking about worshiping this beast in verse 2. Verse 3 is the pivotal one when we think of the Mount of Olives. And I want us to see this. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and the fountains of water that they became blood. As we're drawing to the close, now all fresh water is going to be affected. You talk about what's happening with the climate. We're going to see it here. Verse number, uh, the water was changed. And verse number seven, they, I heard another out of the altar say, even so, Lord Jesus Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun. What's going to happen? And the sun had power which was given to him to scorch men with fire. And the men were scorched with great heat. You know, these people, this climate change people, they're right on. As far as climate is going to be greatly affected, but it's not going to be by man. They think we are responsible. Again, man always has elevated himself. They think, including the Pope, who said, we are responsible for the climate change. That's blasphemy. God controls the climate. And he says in his word, he controls the rain, the sun, the moon, the stars, the frost, the ice, the snow. God's in charge of it all. Uh, you say, well, there's, there's weather patterns that are changing. Uh, maybe he's trying to wake us up. Because the sun is going to start to scorch people at the end of the tribulation. And it's an amazing thing what will happen. Verse 12. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river. What's the river? So in this last day, and you ought to study the river Euphrates. It goes through three countries. The river Euphrates goes through Iraq. Iraq is going to be a pivotal country in these, these, these last days. It goes through Turkey. And it goes through, it goes through Syria. Uh, these, these floods last week, they were not in those three countries. Here is Egypt. The next one uh, to the west would be Egypt. And then would be Libya. 
where 10 or now up to 11,000 people have died. What happened? It's a season of the year that there's not much rain. And the rains came plummeting down like never before. And two dams near Derma, the city of Derma broke loose. And 25% of the city died. And those floods 20 feet high came rushing in and there's no escaping. I'm talking about there was 10 and 11 and 12, 13 story buildings collapsing in a moment. Yes, it was because of these dams. These dams were built in 1950s. The British went in and they said, we will help you people and you, these countries to begin to, to build. They came in and with the Euphrates, they began to build dams that would power power plants and that would feed the farms for vegetation. And that's why the desert has been doing so well in Iraq and other places because of the European influence. And now they have water and, and they're not having to dr drill for water and they, and they reserve the water, they preserve the water and the vegetation and, and, and uh, they have crops and, uh, and it also powers their power plants. It powers air conditionings for the homes in that hot Eastern desert. Well, the Euphrates is going to have part in this study. Though, I mean, it's, it's not the longest, but it's about the longest that and the Tigris together are. You put those two, those two rivers together, and they go through three countries. And God is going to dry that up. The Bible says all that that's being used, and the waters thereof were dried up. Why does God dry it up? First of all, God doesn't have to dry it for the other countries to get into Israel. But he's gonna dry it for the kings of the, what's the Bible say there? The east might be prepared for the way of the kings of the east. If you'll, um, I love looking at a globe. I have one in this office, I have one in that office. And again, last night on this office here on this property, I was studying it and I'm studying on the maps that I have on my iPad. I'm looking at all this. You go due east, and you're going to have Iran, Iraq, India, and China, and Japan. You're having the countries that right now are Hinduism, they're going to be coming, and Buddhism, and Confucianism, and China atheism. They're going to form a federation. And the Bible says 200 million soldiers will come from the East. Well, China alone, Time Magazine, back in the late 70s, boasted of 200 million soldiers. Headline news. But you add Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan, and you add all these countries together, and you add one billion people from India, and you run all the atheism and Hinduism, Confucian, they'll be united against God. By and large, those countries are anti-God. Lest you think I'm attacking your country, I'm a German. German rationalism in the late 1700s, 1800s, 1900s ruined Christianity in America because preachers went to Germany to learn German rationalism and the age of enlightenment. And they became, instead of preachers of the gospel, they became professors of theology. And, and all of a sudden, the heart of the ministry was gone. I'm not single. God just says the nations of the earth are going to come. They're coming from the east. 
The kings of the earth are mentioned nine times in the Bible, but the kings of the east are directly, they'll come from the east. Isn't it amazing? Ezekiel 38 and 39. And by the way, if you look at Israel here and you look to the east, you'll see all those nations. You'll see direct line to China. But if you look exactly north, Meshach, which is in the Bible, uh, Gog and Meshach is, is uh, the city of Moscow. And directly north, Ezekiel 38 and 39, they're going to come from the north and invade each, uh, Israel in this last war from the north on down. Um, Russia does not like Israel. The kings on the earth do not like Israel. And they'll come from Egypt, from the south, the Bible says, and from um, Libya, and the nations of the south will come in, and they'll come from the west, from the Mediterranean. America's never mentioned in prophecy, but I would imagine we're in that crowd. Because the nations of the world are going to gather outside, Mount of Olives here, the temple here, and here is the Valley of Megiddo. And they're going to gather together. Napoleon said this as he looked at that Valley of Megiddo, the Valley of Armageddon. He said, this will be the place for the greatest world war that's ever known to man. Well, he was right. The Bible says in verse number 13, and Jesus is teaching this to his disciples. And I saw three more unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet, the wicked trio. And they are spirits of devils working miracles going forth to the kings of the earth, the whole world to gather together to the battle, that great day of the Almighty. And behold, I come as a thief. He mentioned that in Matthew 24 on the Mount of Olives. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called Armageddon. What is Armageddon? It's called the, the Mount of Slaughter. And they're going to come. And they're going to come and fight against King Jesus. The Bible says, and the seventh vial poured out his vial in the air, and there was a great voice out of the temple of heaven and the throne saying, it is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings and earthquake such as not been seen upon the earth and the soul, the mighty uh, an earthquake, and it was great, and the city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and that great Babylon came, remembers to God, gave her the cup of the wine, the fierceness of his wrath, and every island fell away, and the mountains were not fell, uh, found. Oh, what a time. God explains the doom of Babylon in chapter 17. And God explains the doom of, of um, the apostate, uh, apostate religion in chapter number 18. Notice what it says in chapter number 19. If you'll go there, please. Chapter 18 is amazing because it clearly, go, go back to 17, please. In 17, here is verse number 9. And here's the mind which hath wisdom, the seven heads. Now I talked about the kings of the earth. I need to go back to verse 1. And there was one that seven angels that had seven vials 
Come hither and I'll show thee the judgment upon the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Waters are nations of the world. And by the way, and he'll describe that, the, the, the great whore is the religious body of the day. A woman is compared, Ephesians 5, compared as to the church of Jesus Christ or apostate church or a false church. And here he says, to whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, they had union together, the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Verse number three, the seven heads and ten horns, uh, the Bible says, the woman was arrayed in purple, scarlet color. Boy, this doesn't sound like Rome. Gold hand, a gold, precious deck with gold and, and pearls and having a gold cup in her hand full of abomination. And mystery Babylon, the great mother of harlots, the abomination of the earth. Stop right there. That's why we're not Protestants. A Protestant is a protest group. Every Protestant protested against Rome. They pulled out of Rome. Uh, Martin Luther got saved reading Romans. He was a Catholic priest. He saw justification by faith to be declared righteous, not by him as a priest, but by Jesus Christ. And he began Lutheran church. He nailed a thesis, 95-point thesis, to the door at Wittenberg in German, Germany. And he, and he said, justification is salvation through Jesus, not through Mary, not through the church. Confession of sin is to Jesus Christ alone, a mediator. And he had 95-point thesis. And he became a Lutheran and he pulled out of Romanism. Presbyterian, Methodist, all have a root. And God says in the last day, he's going to unite all the little chicks and religions of the world back to the mother. And as you unite back to the, the mother, the Bible says this, verse 15, and he that sent the waters that thou sawest where the horse sitteth are people and multitudes and nations and tongues. Verse number 18, the woman which thou sawest, that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Where is that city? Verse 9, here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads and seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. Wait, stop. Don't go to secular history. Look up seven mountains. Seven mountains is known as Rome. It's always known as Rome. Uh, this false religion, and by the way, it's a false religion that tells you you cannot go unless Mary prays you into heaven or you confess your sins to a priest. If you sin, you get a divorce. It's $2,500 to get that sin removed. They say, that's a sin. You can't divorce, so you got $2,500. We'll get you back in. That's blasphemy. To confess to a priest, to confess to Mary, there's one God and one mediator between God and man, 2 Timothy 2.15, and it's the man Christ Jesus. That's why Mary said of Jesus, her son, he's, he's my God and my Savior. Mary did not pray through herself to get to the throne of the grace. I have access to God through his son, Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm out of time. The seven kings are five fallen, one is, the other yet not to come. The ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings. 
We were almost there to 19. Let's get to 19. We'll wrap it up. And the Bible says, after these things I heard a great voice, much people in the heaven, in heaven, saying, Hallelujah. What are we hallelujah? Why are we singing hallelujah in the hallelujah chorus? Hallelujah with an A is the same as hallelujah, and hallelujah is the same in every language. Every language says it, hallelujah. Why are we saying hallelujah? Because the religious system has collapsed, and the nations of the world, the, not only the religious system, but the economic system has collapsed, and the countries of the world and their powers and their kings have collapsed, and Jesus is going to come back, and there'll be a war on earth like this world has never seen, which will be won by God himself, Jesus, and then there'll be the millennial reign in Christ. Now, people will get saved in the tribulation, but they'll pay for it with their life. I've quoted it so often in this church. And after this I beheld, and lo, all nations and people and kindreds and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb. Whose are these and whence came they? These are they that came out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They will be martyred for Jesus Christ in the tribulation. How will they get saved? Jesus, Revelation, is going to send forth 144,000 Jewish missionaries. If you're here without Christ tonight, you will not get saved in the tribulation. You've missed the, tri you've missed the rapture, you will not get saved. Because you're going to be sent into, the Bible says, 2 Thessalonians 2.11, strong delusion that you'll be a, believe a lie. I, I don't think it's odd that 10,000 people just, just perish and are gone today. And we just saw, and then a week before, huge earthquake and thousands, thousands are still not accountable, accounted for. It's not going to be hard to explain the rapture of the church. They're gone. They're gone. I, I don't know if there'll be earthquakes. Of course, in the last days, there'll be more. Since 1955, we've had more earthquakes in this world than the previous year. This world is shaking right now. And whenever God speaks in the Bible, there's always thunder and lightning and power and explosions and God, when he puts his feet down on that mount, of, uh, 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 on that temple site, the, the, that temple is going to quake. Standard oil was going to build oil. They found oil there, but they said, we're not going to do it because the Bible says there's going to be an earthquake there one day. I want you to know, friend, Jesus is telling them, men, you asked me about when are these things going to happen? Let me tell you about where you're going to be at the end time. And then let me tell you about the rapture. And then let me tell you about the tribulation. And then let me tell you the second coming. And that's where we are in Matthew 24. I tell you what, I believe he's coming soon. I believe he's coming very soon. I don't know when, but soon and very soon we're going to see the King of Kings. We're out of time. Let's stand together, please. I want to be ready. I want to have my heart so right that I'm right with God. I want to be so right with you. Our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. And I, 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 I wonder if you have a friend for friend day you know is lost. Would you get burdened for their soul?
But you get burdened for their souls. You get burdened for co-workers and co-laborers and, and, and people that know not Christ. Would you tonight just get burdened about your family, your mother, your dad, your brother, sister? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.